Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. Um, Dane, the lamp head. I thought maybe you were going to say DuckTales head, because that's my favorite of this type of media. We need to say what it is first. Then the joke will make sense, guys. That's how the joke works. That's how his head joke is... Yeah. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games. We discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, explain your joke. Well, this is a very <laughs> special episode, unlike all the other non-special episodes. Yeah. We're playing a little game of what if today. Every other episode is has been shit. Yep. <laughs> All 110 of them, I believe, is what we are at now, including the bonus episodes mm. and yada yada. Anyways, alright, so uh, today we're doing a little game of what if, right? What if a djinn, uh, a genie comes to you with a question and we're just going to hypothetical, you know, talk about it so mm-hmm. like you know it's going to be like an hour of us just being like well what about this yeah and like, I, I, I feel this. this way about such and such a thing it's going to be very uh uh very us heavy unlike yes. other episodes uh so we're pondering the most important question to gm or not to gm right very simple beginning signpost yeah uh so we're gonna Posed a question. There's a question. It has then some. We're gonna answer it. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer In we're gonna go line. through the the stipulations of it because there are. But yeah. Of course. So a gin offers you a deal. You can role play every week for the rest of your life. Like just magically, the people you want to play with are available and willing to play. Mm-hmm. But. In order to get this power, if you will, you have to choose between game mastering and playing, and you can't change your choice hmm. for all time. So you have to lock into one of those paths. It's, yeah, it's a it's a question, and I, well, okay, let's so get let's into first yeah. Break down, let's break down the like the actual first, deal. Here, yeah, so right? that's the question. You get to role play every week. Magically, the scheduling works out, uh, but you have to be either a game master or a player. Let's go over the the terms of this. Right. So, uh, like the first part, right? This deal with a gym. The, the magically role play every week for the rest of your life. Um, so, when I thought of this question, it was just like whoever you want to play with, like your friends, they are. Magically available, but not like, you know, that ironic magically, you know, where like, oh, something bad happened and that's why they're available to Mm -hmm. play. Like they lost their job. Mm -hmm. Ha 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 ha. Now you've got all this free time, idiot. No, not like that. Mm -hmm. It's not sinister like that. Otherwise, obviously, well, for the most part, it's going to be a no deal. Well, right. Right. And also, like, it wouldn't really be true if it was like, Mm-hmm. magically everyone's available because of, you know, their lives falling apart in different yeah. ways like that, then they're not actually available. They have to... They're probably going to try to fix their life. Yeah. So, so yeah, no ironic uh, twist to the deal. It's just, 
We're not, you know, it's not a gotcha thing. Right. The 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 gotcha thing is GMing or playing. For right. The rest of that's your life, the real. Right? That's the heart of this episode. The question is that, like, if you could only do one for the rest of forever, but the hobby was like in its in its best and you know like most guaranteed success case of mm-hmm. of scheduling and you know stuff happening people being available and all that you get that but you got to pick game mastering or player and so my just like initial answer is i don't know i'd have to think about it for longer than i don't know i guess it's been like <laughs> It's been like Three a week. weeks. <laughs> it's been I like a week since you, you texted me. No, I texted you before Xmas. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Is it? It was a week before Xmas. Because hmm. I was on my way to the office and I was like, here's a fun question. Okay. All right. Well, so I, I, I did have sort of what I felt like was my answer kind of locked and loaded. After we got through, you know, the... <laughs> The initial, like, you know, are there any ironic magical twists? Yeah. Are there any goofy terms to it? No, it's just a it's a thought experiment. If you could only do one forever, but you always got to do it, which one would you pick? And and my thought was Game Master, that I would, I would prefer to forever be a Game Master than a player. Um, and I think, so I have, a couple, I have a couple reasons why, but then I have a couple reasons why maybe not that, you know... Uh, we wouldn't get to mm-hmm. unless, you know, we figured that out. So the the things that I know that I like about game mastering that I would like to, you know, indulge guaranteed, you know, on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Um, I like learning and designing systems. That's fun. Um, and as a player, uh, you can engage with that, but there's no, you know... There's a lot less on you to be a master of the system that you're playing, and especially if you're doing like what me and Dane have done a lot of the time and design our own stuff that we want to play. That also extends to like lore and world building stuff. Um, I like doing that a lot, uh, and I like when I have cool stuff that I want to bring to the group. And again, there is a limited degree of that you can still do as a player character. You can be like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this stuff for my character. Like, how could we fit this into the lore? You can bring that stuff to your game master at all times. And you can also just enrich your own character through roleplay and how much you choose to engage with the fiction of the world. But it's it's the game master, you know, who really gets to bring that yeah. stuff most of the time. Which brings up an interesting question. If you chose the player... Uh, like path mm-hmm. I wonder I mean obviously it's up to us to decide because we're the one asking the questions but uh, like how much like what's the limit on when does playing crossover into game mastering like you know making new mechanics for your player right does that count as game mastering and yeah how much can you bring before you're before you're cut before off. Before you're, like, yeah, either cut off or you're, like, co-game mastering at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. And we haven't had too much of that really ever come up in our use cases, except when me and Dan are already collaborating on something. 
Well, sometimes a player will bring like a weird like I want to have this mm-hmm. skill or like this is my like character gimmick, and it's like okay, I fit that into the story. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, there is. I mean, it's a true thing, I guess. That if you are a player, but you are that invested and involved in the process, at some point, uh, the line between what is a player and a game master could get a little bit fuzzy, especially since, you know, a game master is also a player, right? They're the game master with the most, or they're the player with the most responsibilities and they do the most stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And their role is different than everyone else's, but you are still all players playing a game together. Mm -hmm. And I guess the, the opposite side of that question is how in depth and like, Companion, companion, ye. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <clears throat> how I said that, but how like much of a companion can your NPC be there? Mm. That's that's how you say that. So like you know, because a way or way around the like, oh, I can only game master is have an NPC that joins the party, mm-hmm. and then and then you're playing, playing as them, right? yeah. Which you know has been done many times. Sometimes it happens because a game master, like, wants to also be a player. And so they, you know, insert someone there to be their avatar for that. And sometimes it happens because a player party, you know, adopts a weird NPC. Mm-hmm. Often, you know, one that a game master wasn't really counting on right. being such a big <laughs> deal. And now, like, oh, they've, you know, they've got this pet pig who's reason. got a yeah. ton of personality. And because the players are kind of putting that into him and being all excited about this, you know, that they have. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point where, you know, the distinction between player and game master kind of, uh, it becomes unclear a little bit. Um, but that's not really... I don't know. It's not really what we're talking about right, right. now. Right. Let's just say yeah. uh, there is a line there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where that is is probably up to the gym and yeah. whatever. And it can be tough to see. So, yeah. And let's just get back. So I said Game Master. I would mm-hmm. pick Game you, Master. Because you like designing and mm-hmm. creating stories. And I right? feel... So... Um, I feel strongly that scheduling and availability in everyone's lives that's kind of the major obstacle to actually you know doing this hobby right and if you're lucky you're playing you know most weekends but if you're unlucky it might be months between sessions and that can really suck and while we have had pretty good luck especially in the last like 18 months playing reasonably frequently with a good group Mm -hmm. a mostly consistent group and actually progressing in in big campaigns and stuff, um, I do still feel like my biggest... uh, The biggest thing that I'm like, uh, about this hobby is how easy it is to come up with cool shit that you would like to bring to the table and then how long it takes and how rarely, you know, you really get to do it and pay it off. So that's why I would pick Game Master mm-hmm. and the guaranteed we get to meet and play every week because I feel like I would have the material to fill up that time. But here's the thing and why I 
you know, can't say this for sure and why I'm, you know, kind of like you. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure which one is because I've never had that opportunity before. You know, we've never had a guaranteed every week. Mm-hmm. People are going to show up and you get to bring whatever you want to the table and it's always going to happen. And so, you know, whatever ideas, whatever arcs, like you're going to get a chance to to do it. Um, All right, like think of the I, like, I might, character r- payoff. I might run gonna... out of shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think kind of baked into the deal, or at least in my mind, if I were the djinn, like, well, one... Right? Well, you would have time to prep and work on stuff, right? That's Clarify part of the deal. Clarify that you don't have to play every week, right? Okay. You know, it's only if you want to. Mm-hmm. So, like, every seven days, if you just, like, put it out into the ether, you know, you th- you just think, man, it would be great to roleplay on Thursday. Yeah. Right? If, it's... It, if it's been seven days since your last, you know, magic roleplaying session... Then boom, you know, somebody texts you and is like, hey, let's play Thursday. And you're like, I was just thinking that. Weird. Yeah. Well, wait, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's play Thursday. Um, so, like, it would give you time if you needed... Um, prep time. If you needed prep time or wanted prep time. Mm-hmm. But, like, also that magic works on you, too. So, like, you might say, man, it would be great to role play Thursday, and then, you know, Wednesday comes along and you're like, man, I haven't thought of anything. Shit, I need to think of something. Mm-hmm. It won't be like, oh, wake up at 2 a.m. on Thursday morning and be like, I got to write a session. It would just be like, I'll wing this one and shit will magically come to you Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wake up with an idea and be like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I I think that's kind of the main thing why... You know, I can't, now, I can't it, for sure say that I would mm, pick Game Master forever. Will, because, it, will it be good? Right. And, like, will it, like, land with your players? I don't think that's part of the magic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say magically have a great role-playing session every week. It just means you get together and you, you try it. Yeah. So your idea might stink, right. but you do have an idea. Mm-hmm. And that, so that also... I, okay, so that would be a good reason to, like, take this deal and do either one. Because I guess you could always refuse the gin and be like, no, I don't want this deal. Right. Um, but a good a good argument in favor of picking at least one player or game master is that, you know, since you would get to play every week, and, yeah, there might be some stinkers, whether you're player or game master, you know, the it just it might not work out. You know, you might try something that's not got the legs or mm-hmm. doesn't mesh with your players, whatever. But as long as you're guaranteed to take another swing at it next week, I think the overall trend of everything right, would be positive. Because wouldn't that take the pressure off it? Right? Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I feel real pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, man, what... If it stinks, people won't come back. Yeah. I'm looking at stuff I prepped a little while ago for something we're about to start, and... I felt really good about it when I wrote it, and now I'm like, ooh, it's been a couple weeks. I'm forgetting like the, big, the, the clarity that I had about yeah. how I was going to string mm-hmm. things together and you know, this, this clear vision I had for it being a solid experience. But if the guarantee was that you know, we're always going to come back and do it again next time, uh, it'd be a lot easier to move past stuff like that and to improve, I think, more as a game master than a player because that's 
you know, that's when you're putting more, more of your most, stuff out yeah. for... Uh, you're more vulnerable as a yeah. game master. Because you have to put your stuff out there for consideration by your players, and what if it just doesn't work? Um, that, that'd be really cool, because I think you'd get better. You'd get better faster, and then the overall quality of your experiences, your role-playing sessions, would just trend upwards. I wonder, so like, I mean, obviously it works, it's gonna, and it would have to work the same way as a player, because um, just to keep things even. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know if you would be able to choose your game master and be like, you know who's really cool? This guy. I want them to game master. And then magically they say, oh yeah, our game master. But something close to that where, like if anybody, if you want to switch up game masters as, you know, the player path, mm. that would need to be allowed. Yeah, probably. Um, and so now, and like one of my things that I had been thinking about over the last couple of weeks is, wonder if this is like kind of also a way to like i don't know meet people and stuff like could you meet celebrities via this and be like <laughs> you know what would be cool is role playing with uh you know critical role if the magic would just and then does that magically like, happen if you choose the the player path and mm -hmm. you're just like guaranteed to play every week with you know someone cool someone is going to run a cool session for you every week I didn't think about it that way. I just thought that, like, our regular party would be guaranteed yeah, well, to... well, I mean, that's who I, you know, because those are the people I want to play with. Yeah. But, like, if you get to choose who you want to play with, could you choose, like, I don't know. Well, I was about to say George Clooney, but, like, I don't know if he would be a good game master or player, um because I don't know anything about him. For some reason, he just popped in my head. But like, Jack Black. Jack Black. I want to play with him. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> does it just randomly, in the next week, do you just, like, randomly, like, you bump run into, into Jack Black? Or, like, via, you know, online interactions, just, like, yeah. you get connected with Jack Black. And, and then suddenly you're playing, you're playing with Jack in Black? his session. That'd be, yeah, that'd be wild. So, like, well, okay, putting, so, that, yeah. putting that off, off, you know, to the side. That um, sort of magic. I don't know. Now, so uh, talking more about the player side, though. Something for sure cool about choosing player for for the rest of forever would be. Um, okay, it reminds me of uh, the end of the show, The Good Place, when they've fixed, you know, human afterlife. Mm -hmm. When they've fixed what happens after you die. And it's, you know, it basically never ends. And the, the you know, the, the pressure of time is gone. And yeah. what everyone ends up doing is, like, mastering crafts over, you know, eons of time that no longer have meaning. You just, mm -hmm. you know, like, you just work on a thing until you feel like you're done with it. And... In that a lot of people achieve, you know, mastery over various things that they maybe just had passing interests in in their sure, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would take, I think it would take a lot of pressure because, you know, as a player, you're always thinking of like cool characters, 
right, to play. And as a game master, too, especially people who, you know, have what they call, like, the forever GM curse, Mm -hmm. where they're the only game master in their group, so they're always a game master, but they dream of one day, you know, wanting to be a player in their... In, in one of their friends' adventures instead. But I feel like everyone's always coming up with characters. And sometimes we've talked about switching characters before. We did a whole episode about that. Sometimes you can feel trapped in the character that you're playing. Mm-hmm. I think some of that pressure would go away. And it'd be like, whatever, you know. Even if I'm going to... Even if it's going to take a year or two to do this campaign, and maybe I'm not loving this character by halfway through... It doesn't matter because I know with this sort of amorphous nature that time has taken on that I'm going to get a chance to play all kinds of other characters eventually. And eventually it doesn't have to seem so far away if you're guaranteed to play every every week. Mm-hmm. You can just focus on making that character the best or worst, you know, that they can be. And you know that coming up, probably sooner than you'd think is the end of that campaign and, you know, a chance to play as a different character. The magic doesn't say you have to play the same character forever. Correct. Just that you are a player yeah. in a pen and paper role-playing group. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why I I can't just immediately... I Like, I don't have a, a strong answer to this because, like, I, I enjoy game mastering, like what you said, you know, I enjoy doing that stuff a lot. I really do. But I also, like, have this player fantasy of, like, having, like, three, four different characters, like, in the adventuring, like, band. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, oh, well, we're going to go do a, a dungeon and, like, we got hurt. You know, there's, like, an evil wizard in the dungeon. And so you're like, well, I'm going to take my, like, my guy who's really good against wizards in there, mm-hmm. right? Or like, oh, we're going to do like a more of like a negotiation with like, I don't know, some bandits or whatever. It's like, oh, well, maybe I'll take my like, you know, uh, my talker, you know, who's not, you know, a fighter first and is a talker. And then like you get to really prepare and like pick the best character for that situation and maybe not, you know, the most optimized for mm-hmm. the adventure, maybe you're like, you know what would be funny yeah. is if I choose like a character who's not going to go good in this situation. The best like, character for the vibes that you're feeling. Right, yeah. But it's interesting that they're there, mm-hmm. even if it's a you know a bad choice for the mission or whatever. Yeah. Like, I want to pick the guy who's like waffling on the fence of this major conflict. I want to, like, we're going to go talk to like the bad guy. So like, he's going to go and like, maybe he decides to join the bad guy too. Mm-hmm. But it is just a fantasy because that shit never happens. <laughs> you know, there's there's several other players and, like, there's never enough time because, you know, we're trying to pack in as much as you can into, you know, three hours because you never know when your, your next meal's coming. I mean, uh, your next session's coming. Yeah. Um, but, like, if, you know, it was magic, if it was magic, that would if be If it was cool. a magical deal. That's pretty enticing as a pl- like to choose a player path because, like, you could do a lot of crazy shit and have so much character growth. And- yeah. I think that's, that's the attractive part to me about choosing the player forever um, side of this deal is the potential to, 
you know, the potential to really dive deep into your characters over significant length campaigns and know that, you know, you're going to learn a ton about how to be, you know, a role player. You're going to learn a ton about, like, you know, characters, people, psychology, writing. And then it's going to be time for a new one. Before you even know it, really, if you stretch out time on a scale like that, and it's guaranteed every week. Yeah. You know, or you could also, you know, well, I don't know, maybe we can talk about it now, I guess. But, like, you could make it, you could make a living off of it if, like, you know, your magic, if you're doing it every week, you know, you're going to get good at it, whatever mm. you choose. You're going to get really good at it. So, like, if you're a player, imagine the books you could write, or short stories, even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the stories that you would basically just be doing, and um, the, yeah, the, 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 the lessons in storytelling that you would learn, and in, you know, the turns that a character takes, and play a whole campaign as someone who just like shouldn't be there for the Mm -hmm. fun of it but not in a way where like you know oh i'm you know just the wrong character for this but like where you're there but you're bad at it type of character Mm -hmm. you get to learn and grow i guess that's mainly the the enticing thing about this deal player path is actually getting payoff for like the backstory you create. Yeah. Which brings up the the question of like are you like the would you be the driving force and I you know I think I took that as a given when I created the question because I'm always you know we are very uh much the driving force in our group. You know, you or me, right? Whoever whoever's not game mastering obviously, you know, there's other players involved and we're yeah. not assholes about it. But, uh, you know, for game mastering, we're very right. used to taking control and whatever. And if one of us is the game master, then, yeah, then we're... And even even I've been keeping closer track of it recently. It's like we're still... When we play, we're still, like, maybe not the leaders of the group, but, like, I don't know. We're never the people... Because, like, some... Some people, you know, some group members are always kind of the quiet ones and they mm-hmm. like they don't really have an opinion about like, oh, we're in a, you know, complex decision point and like they're like, "Ah, eh, I don't really care." Yeah. Uh we we usually do have opinions. Right. And I think that so that's players. Yeah, and and that situation as a player that comes from that's a very normal way to feel because it's hard to get even after you've been role playing for a while there's still kind of this feeling where you know as a player your audience mm-hmm. you know your audience to the game master's show and maybe there's some um maybe there's some perception that like you know the game master has a way they want it to go and so you might be it, it's tough to break out of that mindset of audience member yeah. As a yeah. player and voice 
not necessarily something you're passionate about, but voice something that your character would be passionate about and give your character, like, passionate convictions about things in, you know, a session. You also, you don't really want to, like, you don't want to take too strong of a stance a lot of the times, especially in group decision-making and, you know, come off as the one who is deciding for everybody else what they do. You want you want more collaboration, but if not everyone has gotten out of this audience mindset, then everyone kind of sits back a little bit and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not really sure what should we do and they think and they think of they the group usually comes up with something practical to do right now, but that also kind of kicks the major decision making down the road a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, uh, inverse of the tragedy of the commons. Sometimes, sometimes everybody's like, "No, no, no! I don't want to. I don't want to use it. I want to make the decision. Somebody else makes the decision." And then, like, everybody does that, and then right. no decision gets made. And maybe and we could like, use a little bit more of that. A little bit more, uh, you know, like stupid groupthink in role-playing groups, where like. It doesn't have to be the right decision or the decision for the story that you think your game master, you know, wants the story direction to go in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, you should just make a dumb group decision and, you know, go with the the worst majority impulse or whatever. That feels like the start of maybe a bigger conversation, though. Yeah, you know, we're thinking on that. But, uh, so, I mean, back to the... Do this magic thing, right? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily wrong or a bad thing. Um, if, if whatever path, you, I mean, if you the game master path, it obviously you know revolves kind of around you because you're the game master. Mm-hmm. But like as a player, if you just take the lead people are magically going to be okay with that because they magically have to come back mm-hmm. without the, you know, because there would be, there would be a trap. There's, there's a trap right there. You know, the gin is like, check this out. So if you choose the payer, player path, you're going to piss off all your friends because they never get to do anything that they want to do as players because you're always the main character. Mm. Ha, well, this ha, ha. every How funny is that everything but, about this question, mm-hmm. you know, has has kind of like this ring of because it is like it's a philosophical thought experiment. Yeah, the the posing of this question, and in this thought experiment, there's a there's a trap of solipsism where like you're the only real person mm-hmm. essentially in this thing. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine this magical wish situation where everyone else involved has as much agency as you do. You know, it's almost like they don't exist. It's almost like they're NPCs in your life yeah. showing up to do this thing and they only exist because of the wish or because of, you know, your wish for them to be there, essentially. And, yeah, it, it does seem like either way you slice it, you'd kind of be the main character of this. Even if you were the player nominally, you know, one among equals in the player group. But if you're the one who made this wish and was making it happen, and this was for your benefit, but maybe that's not true. Because if this was happening consistently to, you know, the same group of players in a game master all the time, then all the players would be 
even if they didn't know it was happening to them, they'd be benefiting from this same stuff, right? Yeah. To a degree. I mean, they would they would also enjoy the um, uh, the frequency bonus of doing it, right? You know, very frequently, um, and you know they would get better at it too. You know, they would they would grow as well, um, and they would have to. They would if they don't want to, then they magically want to now. <laughs> Um, because otherwise, you know, why would they keep coming back? You know, uh, the wish and yeah, again, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a trap. There's an ironic trap to watch out for. Um, but you know, you prefaced, there's no, it's not trying to be like a gotcha game here. Right. Because then, so like, you know, back to the like, you know, money making thing is like, whew fucking the podcast you can make fuck critical role baby whatever podcast you're doing is probably going to be the primo you know master class are you talking about recording it like actual play or yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. the you know something like we do where we talk about ideas uh, i was mainly talking about disconnected actual play from, stuff okay but yeah. like it could go the other way as well um but just like if you guys were magically playing every week i would say yeah. So there there is another obstacle to, you know, becoming something like the next critical role and that is production quality. Mm-hmm. It costs money to set up, you know, the recording and streaming and shit that they have and also the space, the like high quality space with decor for their for their sessions. Um but that's money. That's, you know, that's financial and while there's, you know, no guarantee that you'd ever come up with that, you could come up with that. The thing that there is no guarantee of, unless there's money on the table, is showing up consistently yeah. to play mm-hmm. every single week to get it done. And if you could magically just, like, lock that in, set that in stone as part of the equation, then the other stuff, recording, equipment... You know, shit like that. You could deal with that mm-hmm. yeah, down the th- road as a later thing. And then and you could become, That would you know, be the key, is doing it as a later thing. So, yeah. like, you make this wish, and then three years down the line, yeah. after you had three years of constant role-playing, mm-hmm. then you're like... Lots of right. investment, lots of, uh, you We've, know, yeah. lots of deep backgrounds for characters and for the world that you're running, or playing in Mm -hmm. it's like we all as a team whoever you're playing with is like we've been doing this for three years Mm -hmm. and we're good at it now and we're funny and we magically meet every week rain or shine Mm -hmm. then yeah a couple years down the road when you've you know decided like hey wouldn't it be cool and maybe you've bought some equipment down the road or you know you decide hey we'll take this year to play again and maybe do some preparatory stuff for the campaign, which we know is going to continue because we play every week, to you know start a new chapter, and when we start that new chapter, we're also going to set up recording and streaming for it. Could do. I mean, that'd be dope. We basically have we did this. We, I mean, we're not doing live plays every week, but we got a stupid podcast that release releases yeah. twice a week because we. No, yep, 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 yep. Every two weeks, not uh-huh. twice a week. Every two weeks. 
uh, unless there's bonus episodes, then it's every week. Yeah. Which is some of the time. Because we couldn't stop talking about it, because we were talking about mm-hmm. it every time we hung out. And that was kind of the main thing, is that, you know, we were like, wouldn't it be dope if we could play, you know, more... Consi- if we, That's what we wanted. We wanted to be doing RPG stuff more often, more consistently, but the realities of, you know, Schedule. adult life make it impossible to, you know, to guarantee something like that. And so at the rate that we wanted to engage with this hobby, uh, we couldn't. So, so we did we this it, instead. We, we made it happen. Yeah. Keep talking about it. All Which, right. So that would be a good lead-in to mm-hmm. the Sicko Zone episode if oh. this were like, you know, a two-sided tape or something. But we don't distribute in that well, media form. Well, it will come out soon. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, to stay tuned. It's a, a thing we're talking about. continuation about that. Um. All right, so let's let's get back to to the question, right? So we have some good things on both sides, yeah. Right, which is I'm good, I'm glad of that because you know when I first came up with this question, I was like, uh, I'm gonna be thinking about this for today, but like I don't know if it's a full episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's a harder choice than you might have thought at the well. Hopefully, through all our rambling listeners you've realized that there's some more in-depth thinking about just like yeah i'd be a player because i don't know how to game master Mm -hmm. um so some uh some more traps more ironic twists right so what what about like if your choice game master or player affected all uh role-playing type games and like you know that lot where that line is is you know up to whatever gin you're talking to i guess but like you know i was thinking about like okay so if you choose game master path Mm -hmm. could you still play like heavy role-playing aspect games like for example elden ring Mm. something where you increase stats and like you know make a character that does different things and has different special you know or bethesda rpgs or anything like that like if you chose game master path would that count as being a player oh would you be locked out of stuff like that yeah hmm well say right now does that change the yeah change the answer does it change the answer? That's interesting. Um, so, I mean, this is sort of the this is the deal with a with a forever magical deal. Mm-hmm. Any sort of forever magical deal kind of sucks, right? It does, right? Because right now, I would say, and this is just because the way my life is yeah. right now, and it might be you know a permanent shift in my brain away from being able to you know spend a long time focusing on video games. Or it might just be a temporary thing, you know, while I have young children and I can't really devote the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer because I haven't been to the future yet. Um, we'll get there eventually and find out. But right now, I would give up single-player, you know, video game experiences like Elden Ring or, you know, Baldur's Gate. I would I would give those up because those counted as player to be game master forever and get to, you know, bring my ideas to the table and have people play them once a week. 
but then that's the the deal with a forever curse is I don't know right? like how what, long what would it take for me to changes. get sick of it. Yeah. Um, or how long would it take before, like, I'm done. I, I'm, you know, I'm fried. I don't have anything else to bring. I've done all my ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, but I can't play Elden Ring to just... Relax. Yeah. Right? And like you because still, my deal is I gotta create yeah. for the game mastering deal. And that it wouldn't I've made. it wouldn't excuse you from playing all video games or, you know, uh, board games as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but like so like you could play like multiplayer games, you know, like like the CODs. That would be safe. Yeah. Right? No um, no role playing in that. That's just loadout building and, 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 and competition and skill. And skill. Right? Yeah. Um, and like you could play, you know, strategy games. Like RTS games would be acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, because that's game master. I think that counts more as game mastering than playing. That's interesting. I think you're right. Uh, right, you know, troop movements. And yeah, like, I'm gonna build. Like you, know, you could play Company yeah. of Heroes because mm-hmm. that's not, you know, taking on the role of a single player character. And there's no role playing involved. It's game mastering. It's yeah. it's you know it's tactical decision making at a at a at a unit level instead of controlling individuals and role playing as them. Right, but the thing that would make it hard for me to give up uh, playing those stories or you know those single player you know RPGs is like inspiration. Like I got a shitload of inspiration from those. That's True, and it's it's part of the reason I would really like to pick the Game Master Forever one is because I get a ton of ideas from video games, television, and movies that I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to like steal this episode of Justified and reskin it for whatever, uh, you know, whatever, whatever sort of adventure it. I'm yeah. running, and you know, bring that to my players. And you could still get inspired from certain media, but yeah, would you? Would you lose out on it? I've been thinking about the game structure of Elden Ring a lot. And, you know, thinking about ways to incorporate some of that exploration and discovery and reward systems into pen and paper gaming. And what if, you know, because that counts as being a player in a role-playing experience, you're locked out of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could still watch you know, a streamer play or, you know, your friend on the couch play. That's true. But you couldn't play yourself, but I still think that takes away a lot of it. It does take away a lot of it, but more and less for different people. Mm-hmm. I, I have been in a, I've been able to enjoy single-player video games as YouTube movies. That That works okay for me. So for me, I think I'm still leaning Game Master. I'm still kind of in the middle. I mean, I... I love both, and you know, call me a you know a <laughs> sicko, because I just want to I want to do both all the time. All the time. All the freaking time. That's another good lead-in. We should probably do that one next. Sicko zone. Yeah. yeah. Well. Mm. We're we'll Um Any. Any closing stuff to think about this? Um, It's, I mean, you know, it's a philosophical thought experiment. 
another good place reference. It's a you know it's like a trolley problem. Mm-hmm. There's what seems like you know a right answer, but then there's a bunch of what ifs. And the point is not to find a right answer. The point is just to think about the variables at play. Mm-hmm. And we've done a lot of that tonight. Um, how do we recap this? Well, I think, so, you know, final answer. Final answer, Game Master. Yeah, I think I think I would do it. Okay. Um, I would definitely take the deal. Mm. I would just need, like, a little time to think about it. About which one? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I still can't come up with an answer. But I would question back the gin be like all right how much time do i have to decide i'll yeah. have an answer on your desk by that time yeah because i'm definitely taking the deal i just don't know which side i'm taking the best part of the deal either way and i think maybe this is like the conclusion that we didn't write at the heart of this episode is the guarantee that you're going to meet and play mm-hmm. once a week that's fucking cool if you're into this hobby like we are um You've probably experienced scheduling um, uh, problems and, like, the role-playing hangover that we've talked about, another lead into Sicko Zone. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, for me, it's become, you know, it's become, like, the true media form. Everything else, video games and, and, and TV shows and stuff, is all passive entertainment that, you know, I enjoy... But the the like the 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 kernel of value at the heart of all of it is the ideas that I take back to this hobby. Yeah, it all leads, all roads lead to role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, my final closing thought is a lot of a lot of internet discourse about the Roman Empire and like what's your Roman Empire. <laughs> my answer: role playing. Role yeah. playing's my Roman Empire. Empire. I it's not even that. like the most interesting of the empires. And there's way more interesting stuff to think about like the hobby of role playing. Like the hobby of role playing. I think about this shit every single day. Sometimes all day. Mhm. Yeah, sometimes it's the thing that's going on. And thank goodness we live in an age where I can write so much on my phone. Right. And, uh, you know, not have to, like, go oh, wait until I get home to write it all get down or whatever. Get your graph paper out and your, mm-hmm. and your six books and be like, all right, I'm going to work on this. Because, yeah. Sometimes, a lot of the time, thinking about it is way more important than whatever's going on at work. Yep. <sighs> okay. So that was, you know, it, it was a question. It was a hypothetical without a clear answer. Uh, a lot of variables to discuss. We asked the question. We went over the answer with all the caveats and and the the you know the rules of the hypothetical, and we came to some soft conclusions, mainly because yeah. you know this is it's a fake thing and it's not real, unfortunately. But but the, we would love to hear your answers, yeah. listeners. So. Uh, you know, people who are lovely patrons that we adore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you think you have an answer, pop it on the Discord. Pop it on the Discord. Uh, Maybe you don't want to play every week. Maybe that's too much. 
But that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But also, again, remember the deal is you don't have to play. You just can play. Yeah. Right? Anytime you want to, you get to. That's the deal. Um, so, yeah, think about it and maybe drop us a line. If you do and you're not a member of the Patreon, you can still send us just like an angry email about what you think mm-hmm. at 2hgm.com where we have contact and feedback uh Information. Information there. We also have a link to Afterlife, our post-apocalyptic sci-fantasy role-playing setting and game system on DriveThruRPG. And we have a link to our Patreon, where you can become a patron and tell us that stuff directly in a Discord instead Mm -hmm. of through an email. Um, Which is cooler. The Discord. Yep, because we also do like live events and you know Q and A's and just general discussion on the Discord as well. So if you want to be part of that discourse, join the Discord. Mm-hmm. Very similar words. Wordplay. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. Join us next time for another episode of Two Headed Game Master. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill's Finest as the intro and outro to our show, and we'll see y'all next time. See you next time.